It is game week. We are finally here through an entire offseason of talking about hypotheticals and what if and are, are we ready? Are we not ready? Do we do enough to prepare for this upcoming season? None of that really matters anymore because in less than seven days, six days, where are we? Depending on when you're listening to this, look, at we're almost there. The time is nigh. We'll get a lot of answers on whether this Bears team is going to compete this season. What's going to happen? We're going up against a great team in the San Francisco 49ers. But you know what? I can sit here. I'm so excited. We have such a great show. Sammy, why don't we just go ahead and get started? Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. It's Tuesday night. You know what that means. It is time for Take It to the Rank on a Game Week. Week one is upon us, so we'll waste no time in bringing in our co-host, Carmen Vitale. And listen, I don't even know how to introduce you because if I'm not mistaken, you have like 30 new jobs since we talked to you last week. Carmen, how are you doing? Um, I Yes, I'm all over the place now, but it's the, that means that the season is nigh. Like you said before, um, it was very exciting. I just switched jobs. I am now the NFC North writer for Fox Sports, and I was also just announced as part of CHGO's, uh, CHGO Sports, their coverage of the Bears this season, so I will be like kind of popping in on some of their shows on a weekly basis that I'm super pumped about. So, um, yeah, I, I, for as many like bears shows as I'm going to be on, it's going to be a really good counterbalance because I have a feeling that I'm going to end up in green Bay a lot this year. So no, they're going to, they're going to send you to green Bay, maybe to Minnesota a couple of times. So, but still you're part of the bears family, our friends over at CHGL, they do a great job. Nick Moriano, Mm -hmm. Uh, Adam Johns is on there and gosh, I'm forgetting people. I hate to do this because I always forget people and then I feel bad, but they do a great job. There's listen, there's plenty of room for everybody. We love everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. By the way, Carmen. So how excited are you though for week one of the NFL season? I am just, I'm over the moon because now we can finally have some concrete things to talk about rather than just kind of spitballing about what we think might happen we get to actually see what's going to happen. And I'm really excited about it and really excited about this first matchup because I think it's going to be a really good test, especially for the Bears offensive line, because guess what? Yeah. That San Francisco one defensive the... line is probably one of the best in football. So oh my gosh. really fun. That is crazy. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know what? I, you know, I'm very optimistic about this week, but the 49ers were a few plays away from going to the Super Bowl, possibly being Super Bowl champions. So as you said, it is going to be a tremendous test, and it's surreal. I'm sitting here. I can look. I can see SoFi Stadium is right over there, and it's it's mind-boggling to think about in two days the NFL season is going to be kicking off, the Rams and the Bills. And by the way, Carmen, I should tell you this. You might not know this, but I live in California. And oh, as yeah. you know, and as you know, we have all sorts of air quality issues here. We have wildfires going on, dust, pollutants from car emissions, and now COVID cases are spiking because the kids are getting back to school and there are more virus particles in the air. And I spent a lot of time indoors. So I recently acquired an air purifier from Air Pura to help me and the family breathe cleaner at home. 
but also reduce our risk of getting COVID in case one of our family members get, at, get it without knowing and passing it on to us. It's crazy to me. Like we're in these buildings. There's big air purifiers. You know, not everybody lives in an industrial complex. So if you, again, if you, if you care about your fam and the health of your family, go check out the air purifiers from Air Pura. You won't be disappointed. And speaking that. though of California, and I was saying, you know, all those jobs that you're doing, we love everybody in the Chicago Bears family. The, the, the members of the 49ers, maybe not so much. And today we are going to be debuting a new feature called Ranks Rivals. Sammy, hit the animation. Ranks rival. You were fired up for that. I really love that. I, I was. I knew what was coming. I mean, come on. That graphic deserved a. Yeah. It deserved a lot of. They did a lot of. They did a great job. Sammy always does a wonderful job. And it's it's kind of. It's difficult, though, to call this next, our guest, a, a rival. He is a. He's. Listen, I've known him for a number of years. He's a 49ers fan. We, we bonded over me picking them to go 3 and 13 a couple of years ago. And we've still been friends. Ever since he co-hosts in the morning, ninety-five point seven, the game in San Francisco with Dibs. Or no, I'm sorry, I it's his name first, Willard and Dibs. Uh, please welcome to the show, Mark Willard, the great Mark Willard. I got the show incorrect. Willard it and doesn't Dibs matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The game. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. We're friends, so you can get away with that. And, um, and, and, and I, I hope I'm ready. This was all very, very intimidating. You had new animation, uh, yeah. you, Carmen with 30 jobs is very, very intimidating because you know, right. we're media people and all we want are more jobs. If you've yeah. got five <laughs> jobs, you need a sixth job. If you've got 10 jobs, you're looking for number 11. And, and so Carmen, whatever it is, we're all trying to do, you're doing it. <laughs> and so, uh, so congratulations on that. And, and, uh, and I hope I can, I can measure up. Uh, I've, I've, I've got water, nothing, uh, nothing, uh, nothing more special than that uh, because it's a thousand degrees in all parts of California today, but uh, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're ready. We're ready. I hear it's going to be nice in Chicago though, too. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm going to be at this game. I told you, Adam. Oh, I, you told me you were going to be yeah. there. You're going to go to, you're going to go to Snickers on Saturday night. Go hang out at that bar in downtown. Nope. Yeah, why is Carmen's <laughs> laughing? She must have been to Snickers before. That is a good no, bar. never. I don't know what you're talking about, Adam. I never go to bars. Oh my goodness! So there's there's probably a story to be told there. Uh, I, I don't remember where you said you were going to be staying, but check out Snickers. Go there. Go there for an old style or something like that. What do they have? They had uh, they had the Tall Boy hams for like two bucks. That that is music to my ears. So I sat there for a good chunk of time. Uh, a couple of years ago when I was in Chicago. But we're looking forward to this game. Mark, what is the feeling in San Francisco about this one? Uh, let's start with the perception of the Bears. Now, last year, the 49ers came to Soldier Field, defeated the Bears. Not necessarily as easy as the final score would have indicated. What What is the perception from the San Francisco fans and media about this week one matchup against the Chicago Bears? Yeah, they, well, I mean, I think Carmen sort of referenced it too already. Like the perception is, is that the 49er defensive line should be able to eat. Like that. that's kind of right. Yeah. And so the thought is, I'll be honest with you, the overall thought is, hey, Trey, don't mess this up. That's that's If I had to say it in one line, that I think is what most – 49er fans feel and and to a larger point you could maybe even say that about their whole season it's like 
there's all this confidence brewing because of the roster. But as you yeah. guys well know, and I'm not trying to take a shot here, but all if right. you're Bears fans, you know that if you don't have the quarterback solidified, then I don't necessarily know what it is you have. So there's all this confidence with the 49ers, but they don't really know if they can show it yet because they don't really fully know exactly what they've got at quarterback, which got all confused and turned all the way up because of all the Garoppolo stuff last week. But the perception of the Bears is that it's still transitioning a little bit. Not a great offensive line, a, a young quarterback, same draft as Trey Lance. No real skill position guys that are going to scare you too much. I know Mooney threw out some stuff about Justin Fields this week that got everybody going. But, you know, I, I, I like I, there, it's, it's a it's a how you'd think a fan base would feel about a touchdown favorite team. They feel confident, but they're just not 100% sure if they're supposed to be confident yet. Well, okay, I need to ask this because I am getting so many mixed messages from what the 49ers front office in general. Like, you announce that Trey Lance is your starter before the preseason even starts, which would lend me to believe or lead me to believe that, okay, we know what we have in this kid. We're fully confident in him, yada, yada, yada. But then – now, now that the season is upon us, you sign Jimmy Garoppolo and then you put a no trade clause in his contract because you want him to stick around now? Like, do you trust Trey Lance and or do you not? And like, if I'm Trey Lance too, I'm looking at that contract and I'm like, oh God, do they not trust me? And that's, to me, that's going to get in my head ahead of week one. I mean, like, what what is this front office thinking? I don't get it. Uh, yeah, so so you're not buying the like hand in hand press conference like, yeah, we're brothers. Oh, uh, they look so close. Yeah, like, no. I mean, we're so, so I think you're onto a lot of stuff. First off, though, the, the no trade clause thing, my perception is that that was run by Jimmy and his agent, Don Yee, because what they don't want, and I think was probably part of the conversation in the offseason, they don't want him to end up on a bad squad this year. He can ill afford going into the next contract. Next year is what matters to Jimmy. He can ill afford to put bad stuff on tape. So if, for instance, he felt like Seattle was a bad spot. I think yeah. he's like, he wants to control where he's going. So I don't think that was from the front office. But the rest of what you're saying is uh, those questions are real. Uh, so if if what you're saying is you feel like this is a hedge, that's because it is. Okay, um, all right. The, the, like the 49ers, my read on this is there is no, they can still be excited about Trey. They can feel like he is going to play 17 games this year. But at the same token, there's no way they can truly feel he is today what they hoped he'd be. I'm, I'm not going to say he's not this or not that. He's barely played. Mm -hmm. But they cannot be as confident as they wanted to be and make this move. Because we, we get it. You get it. In NFL circles, that's the quarterback. And so that's different. If you're going to hand the organization over to a guy, you got to get the other guy out of there. Yeah. Like I've never, when have we ever seen, right? From Alex Smith to that's what I was thinking. Rogers to whatever, like when have they ever been like, and we're also going to keep the guy right here. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, perfect. If you get hurt, we're ready to go. Like, uh, I don't know. It feels way too kumbaya to me. So, yeah, there's definitely some sort of hesitation uh, about what they see with Trey Lance, would be my guess. Is there any sense? I know that, you know, Guys like, and I'm not saying this player specifically, but like George Kittle always seemed like he had a great relationship with Jimmy Garoppolo. Is there any sense that there could be a fractured locker room or anything like that? Because 
I don't know. I know how fans are. Like the first time Trey Lance throws a pick, Jaquan Brisker has a pick six, and then that oh, let's just put Jimmy in there. I mean, is there any any fear of that happening? Totally. I mean, like I think the organization is pretty well structured to kind of handle it. Like it's been a very strong locker room. You know, Kyle Shanahan. Like there aren't a lot of questions going on within the organization. So if anyone can handle it, then sure. But you're right, my man. If I get home from that flight on Sunday night. Yeah. And, and there's and there's an L next to the 49ers. Like my show at nine o'clock in the morning on Monday is going to be a hot mess of Garoppolo ness. And, yeah. and one week in, like there's zero question. So it's kind of like the pressure, and you guys talk about it from the Bears standpoint, like already being a seven point favorite in your first game on the road. Like this is all set up to be really dicey for, for Trey Lance. But your locker room question is 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 probably the number one question I have. So your Kittle, your Trent Williams, your Kyle Juszczyk, your Fred Warner, like they are so set at every position, and you're yeah. filled with veterans. And you guys know football. This is not a sport where you where guys are going to be like, "Well, we're building." Like <laughs> I mean, they're, they're putting their lives, their bodies on the line here, and they feel like they can win as long as they get good quarterback play. So if that kid struggles. How can that locker room chatter not start, you know? Well, yeah, it's interesting I, too, because sorry, I, I no, just please. like this this whole situation kind of reminds me of when I was so I was with the Buccaneers for the last six years before I came back to Chicago and I'm doing all this. But I was there for the season well, where jobs, they went back more and, jobs. Listen to you. So intimidating <laughs> with all these jobs. It's unbelievable. It. True. No, but I was there for the season <laughs> where they went back and forth between Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And the quarterback competition within the season was so detrimental to both quarterbacks because they felt like there was someone breathing down their neck because there was, and that like, if they didn't make a play or if they had a bad game, they were at risk of being benched because that was the reality. And it didn't turn out well. I can tell you that much. It was a five and 11 season for the Buccaneers because there was no continuity. And then also like you you guys are talking about the locker room, was like, well, we support Jameis, who's the starter, but then like when Fitz is in there because the coaching staff made that decision, we want to be all in for him too. He's also a really hard guy not to root for. He's a lot of fun. But like, it's just like, it just creates so much confusion. And whether it's like, I don't want to call it like a fractured locker room because I think that that implies some malintent or like a little bit of maliciousness essentially. But like, you don't have to hate one guy and love another, but you're just going to be confused as to like who you have out there and not to mention just like the little nuances of like how, you know, Trey Lance wants this route run versus how Jimmy might want this route run or anything like that. Like it just, I like, I hate this for the 49ers completely because I just don't think it's a good situation. And like from all the outside noise is one thing, but that internal confusion is real and it's not going to be i mean that could come to the bears advantage though which i mean yeah (laughs) like i i described it this way like their car might get to the other end of the road but there are so many potholes on this road because what you just described like there's some of this that's now out of the 49ers control um based on how it goes like it might be fine trey might play well and he might stay healthy and then we've got nothing to talk about. Like, there's a good-looking guy on the sideline. Great, whatever. But, like, it, it, you know the way this is. It's not just fans, media, social media. Like, it, it, it's not going to take much of, of poor play from Trey. And everybody's 22 years old. 
This yeah. will be his third start this weekend. How's he not going to have at least some bad games? And if he does, like that, that talk is is totally unavoidable. And so I'm so fascinated by you know just the first month of the season because it's got to at least be solid, or else this is going to get really loud. Now is interesting. You know, this is the city of the greatest quarterback controversy that our league has has ever known. In wow. Joe Montana and Steve Young, right? Like two Hall of Famers yeah. just going helmet to helmet. And one at the time was considered the greatest ever. And he came out last week and he very much was like, look, this, this team and this city can handle this. But he also had a quote goes, this is hairy. Like this yeah. is hairy stuff. Like you can do it, but it's totally hairy. So, I mean, this game uh, in many ways this weekend like the intrigue in it went up that that much more if that was even possible i mean we're starting a new era here but it, if that was even possible the intrigue went up the, the pressure the pressure certainly went up for that offense to perform well in in week one yeah it's really it'll be really interesting and we're going to get to the fan questions here in just a matter of moments but i i've been joking around you know i'm obviously a bears homer so whenever I get a chance on the NFL Network to take some shots, I, I'm going to do it because everybody's going against the Bears, and I feel somebody's going to stand up for them. So I keep needling people, and I'm like, so, you know, I do a couple of fantasy shows, and I'm like, do I get points for Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, if I start Trey Lance, do I get points for Jimmy Garoppolo when he replaces him at halftime? Because I just want to know, because that is another situation too, because, and this, I, again, the 49ers are a great team. Moments from the Super Bowl – but that to me is one of the biggest problems. It's like you were so close to the Super Bowl. How long can you let a young guy go? Like if he's struggling, you know, if Jaquan Brisker has a pick six or something's going on, like how long will Kyle sit there and watch this before he's like, all right, Jimmy, go in there and win this for us. I, I like your idea, man. They had tandem press conferences. Maybe you should get tandem points <laughs> in fantasy uh, for, for both of these guys. Uh, since they're now, you know, like joined at the hip in such a way that apparently like, I mean, the jaws of life cannot pull these two apart. Um, by the way, quick aside on your 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 fantasy show. I have to share a quick story. My two sons are in the other room right now. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're going on with rank. And I've told you this before. They're huge fans. Like yeah. my boys, of all the things we do in this industry, their starstruck moment was when they saw you text me one time. <laughs> and they saw your name come up on my phone and they're like, stop it you know adam rank and oh, i'm gosh. like totally and uh <laughs> and so we go to dave and buster's yesterday because it's a thousand degrees and i'm like where can we yeah. go for air conditioning and and what's on tv's two in dave and buster's but none other than adam yeah. rank on, on fantasy live and and so they were both equally starstruck and then uh, they were just devastated. They did not like your bold predictions. Uh, they, they're like, Dalton Schultz is not going to outscore Travis oh. Dad, what on earth? What on earth is happening to Rank's brain? So I, I had to share that with you. And if you want to yeah. address that at some point, that would be that would be wonderful. But um, the other side to it is, uh, is, 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 look, we should be easy to needle right now, 49er yeah. Nation. This is unprecedented. You don't like the background, three first rounds of assets to move up, get this guy, go to two NFC title games in three years. Yeah. Whip that guy out of town, but not really. 
bring in this new guy. And as soon as you're finally ready to go, okay, your, your, your organization, like, I mean, you hung a complete refrigerator around this guy's yeah. neck yeah. And, and then you're kind of acting like it's no big deal. So something's up. Something's yeah. definitely up. I think. I think it gives the bears hope. Although as you've mentioned repeatedly, the 49ers <laughs> seven point favorites, nobody's picking the bears to win. Is that right? Sammy, is there nobody picking the bears to win? Is there anybody out there, Sammy? Oh, wait. <laughs> there's right. Right there. Oh, my, my hey, friend. rank. Who's, Who's Andrew Rank? Who is that? Yes, who is that? There is somebody out there who is picking the Chicago Bears. And, of course, Grant Gordon, who is on our editorial desk. You know, I, I think he was throwing me a bone in case, you know, in case I wasn't going to go. Of course, I was going with the Bears, but I appreciate him coming along for the ride. So, okay, that, that's fine. A lot of people are picking the 49ers. That's great. And uh, it's, it's all fun. But speaking of Dave and Busters, I want to let everybody know before we get to the questions. If you're in the Southern California area, specifically Orange County, California, maybe Long Beach, maybe Riverside County, Rip Beer Company, Sunday morning is going to be the place to be. I will be there watching the Bears 49ers Rip Ooh. Beer Company. The, the location on PCH, there's two of them. Don't get, it, don't get it messed up. The PCH location, I will be there at 930 answering those fantasy questions. We'll have the Willard boys on to answer. I'll answer their questions as well. But we'll, we'll, we'll be doing that. It'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, so check that out if you're in the area. Please stop on by the fantastical commish. My personal beer is being brewed, the one I helped create for Rip Beer Company. Uh, that'll be available to you as well. Okay, let's take a couple of questions, though, because people are, people are here. They love Willard. They already love Carmen. Uh, let's see what the first one. Adam and Carmen. Oh, they're ignoring you. HL Priest, what is the best way? Uh, what is the best way you see for us to win this game? Carbon, what do you think is going to be the key for the Bears to win? I mean, I think it comes down to the trenches, but I think it comes down to the trenches on both sides, right? Like you have obviously the question marks with the Bears offensive line going against one of the best defensive lines in the league. But then on the other side of the coin, I mean, I think that this Bears defensive line could be kind of an unexpected bright spot for them, but they're going to have to get pressure on Trey Lance. And the more that you can get to him, the better it's going to be. And the better, the more you're going to force those errant throws. And that's going to allow the secondary to kind of capitalize it so that Jaquan Brisker pick six that you keep willing <laughs> into existence, Adam, is going yeah. to actually happen. But I mean, that's what it's going to take. You're going to need to rattle Trey Lance as much as possible. Um, behind a really good offensive line, too, for, for the 49ers. So, like, the, the 49ers are solid on both sides of the trenches. I'm a trench girl. I'm always going to say that that's where these things start and end. Um, but I think in this case, it's very, very true. Mark, if you were going to uh, if you were gonna say uh, a way for the Bears to attack this team, putting you in an unenviable position right now, what is the best way for the Bears to attack them? I mean, what, what I almost feel like is the Bears, especially with their skill set, is I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge the interior of both of their lines. Um, the big question for the 49ers this year is their offensive line, but then even on the other side of the ball, you know, you guys keep talking about their defensive line. Their pass rush is good, but Javon Kinlaw was the guy who was drafted three years ago to replace DeForest Buckner, and so far he has not done it. Not so much from poor play as it has been injuries. But he might be a key to the whole thing this year. If he's the run stuffer up the middle, the 49er defense is going to be elite. But I can see the Bears doing a pick, pick, pick kind of attack down the field. Keep the ball 
on their side, ball possession type game, get themselves in third and two, third and three a lot, use Justin Fields' legs, use Montgomery and Herbert out of the backfield, use Komet over the middle of the field, and just keep getting first downs. And then, you know, see if you can get a couple turnovers. Because Trey Lance, his big thing that, that everyone wants to know about is accuracy. And even in some of the what you would call layup throws, and if so, they have a hard time on third and two converting, or if they get a Trey Lance fireball over the middle that bounces off of Kittle's shoulder pads, and they do get this pick six that apparently you had a dream about or something. I do. I keep like having a, it. Yeah. Did you have some sort of premonition on this thing or something? What's going on? I do. You know what? Because he reminds me of Michael Brown, who used to uh, play for the Chicago Bears. And I was talking to Michael Robinson today, Super Bowl winner with the Seattle Seahawks, Penn State nice guy. Nice, nice and, name drop. Yeah. No, name dropping. You know, <laughs> but we were talking and he, you know, we were talking about the Bears. He's like, I think the Bears are going to be a lot better than people think they're going to be. And not like Super Bowl contenders or anything, obviously, but still better than a lot of people are giving them credit for. And I asked him specifically about Jaquan Brisker, and he told me, he's like, you know what? That player is so instinctual. Like, there is something about him that you just can't describe. Like, he said himself, he's like, I asked the Penn State coaches, why is this guy so good? Like, there's nothing that you, there's nothing about where you're like, this is an exceptional player. It's not like watching Kyle Pitts or somebody where you're like, there's reasons why this guy's so good. But he is such a smart football player that always finds himself in the right position. And when the Bears had success during the Lovey Smith era, it was because Mike Brown was out. Just it's not luck. It's just like you're just there. You just know where to be. And yep. I think that's the thing. And I'm just trying to breathe this into existence. And I appreciate the way that you broke that down too. Like a very simplistic approach of how the Bears could possibly do this. Obviously, a lot of things have to go correct, but. I mean, that's the way that it's that it's got to be done. So Yeah, I mean, the, 40, the 49ers top to bottom, I think we all exceed. Like, that, that's probably the more talented roster. I get that. But, like, okay, to go back to this seven-point underdog thing, there are way too many home dogs this week. It's week one, and we are all walking around like we know a damn thing. And, <laughs> and, and, and we don't. You know, there was a stat that came up on our show last week. I wonder if you've seen this. This is crazy now. 32 consecutive years in the NFL, okay, dating back to 1990, at least four teams have made the playoffs every year who did not make the playoffs the year before. That's insane. Yeah. Go crazy. through the list right now and try to find the four that are were in last year that won't be in this year and the ones that were out and will be in this year. You'll have a really hard time, which tells you that our perceptions preseason are not correct. I mean, some of them are. Right. Like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are good quarterbacks. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, this idea that we can walk in on week one and be like that team with its 22 year old quarterback is seven points better than that team. And their 23 year old quarterback. I mean, like it, it's it's a little presumptuous. So, sure, it's the better roster. Yes, they'll probably win. But is there a formula where there's a close game in the fourth quarter? Wouldn't shock me at all. No, absolutely. I, I, and that's what I'm hoping for. But I, 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 of course, will be going the other way, thinking the Bears are going to be able to pull off that upset. But let's go to some more. I know the questions are piling in, so let's uh, let's check out another one. Uh, Willard, do you think you would have more chances to win if you had Justin Fields as your quarterback? Because you mentioned ah, it before. I Listen, like that question. You, you could have you could have okay. drafted Justin Fields once you got. Okay. We all we all. By the way, we're all friends here. 
We're all adults. We know what the 49ers were really trying to do. They were not moving up. They were not moving up for Trey Lance. And if you know, you know. And if you don't know, I'll tell you off the air. We know what they were doing. But oh. do you think? But but do you think right now would you feel more comfortable if the 49ers had Justin Fields? You know it's weird. No, 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 I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. By the way, but I don't know that I would necessarily feel any less comfortable either. Like I, those five quarterbacks we talk about. What do we really know? What do we really know about any of the five? So Mac Jones made the playoffs, but you're like, but he was kind of cloaked in Belichick, and we'll see with now defensive play callers this year, what on God's <laughs> earth is going to happen in New England, I have no idea. Trevor Lawrence, we're high on him, but it's almost just because I think we're supposed to be. Uh, Zach Wilson, I think that's the one who people feel like, eh, but also yeah. it couldn't have that just have been, whichever one ended up as, as a jet, I, I think we, <laughs> we might have felt that way. There. And then there's Trey and Justin, who um, are both, you know, like athletic freaks. I still know some 49er fans who wanted, thought that Justin Fields was the pick. Um, our, our colleague, our friend, Bucky Brooks, told me on a show just a few weeks ago. See, I can name drop too. But anyway, Bucky, oh, right? Bucky, Bucky said if he had to go, I made him redraft. I go redraft. Do, do all five again. Give me the five in order. And he went Trevor Lawrence, number one. And then he went Justin Fields, two. And he still feels that today. But the truth of the matter is, is none of them have done enough to make you feel like, oh, my gosh, that's the dude. That's the dude that came out of that class. And so I think we just sort of like fall back on, well, which one's our guy? So like Trey has not given us enough reason in San Francisco to not like him. So he's our guy and and we're going to ride with that. So I don't think 49er fans would swap the pick, if you will, if, if given the opportunity. Um, but it's not necessarily coming from any rational sort of a place. I'll go back to uh, something an unnamed GM said before the draft, which was an interesting quote. They said, you got these five quarterbacks, which one do you like? And the GM goes, whichever one ends up with Kyle Shanahan. Hmm. And so I think Justin Fields would have been fine in San Francisco, but I think Trey Lance might be also. So we'll, we'll ride with this skill set and we'll see what happens. That was kind of my question. Like, do you think that Trey Lance is the better fit for that system than Justin Fields would have been? Well, I, I mean, obviously, like, I mean, we're still getting to know exactly what both of their skill sets are. I think right. what the 49ers are trying to do is say, listen, we had one skill set. It's gotten us pretty far. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be cool if we had someone who could do all the things that Jimmy does, but add in some specific things? A, um, Youth, mobility, uh, more cost effective, uh, the ability to throw the ball, the deep ball a little bit better. And then the more intricate answer, which is somebody who sees it. There's an it thing that Kyle Mm -hmm. Shanahan, which is I scheme it and I want you to see it. And Jimmy didn't always see it. It was there, but you didn't see it. They want someone to see it. I think Trey is like really football smart. I think he's smart, smart. But they love, they fell in love with, with the way he's able to sort of see it. Um, and so if he's all those things, then yeah, they I mean they should they should be the best team in the NFC. Yeah. But I don't know if I don't know, I don't know if he's those things. 100%. And apparently no. they don't either because they brought back Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. That's 
That's no. the big thing. And you know, it's funny. And again, I'm defending, but you can go back and Mark, you know, this, we talked about, we've talked before the draft. You could go back and look at my Instagram posts and all that stuff. Like I was a big Justin Fields guy. Justin Fields was my number two quarterback. Actually, at some point I was like, I don't even know that I want Trey Lance or Trevor Lawrence over him because if you watched one game of college and you saw those two guys, and obviously they're not on the field at the same time, but you're like, why, why is Trevor Lawrence going over Justin? Explain this to me as I'm watching this game. And I know that's more intricate than that. But everything that you described about the 49ers, and it's funny because that's exactly the system the Bears are going to be running. Uh, Luke Getze comes in from the Shanahan coaching tree. That's what the Bears, like, that's one of the things that they established. When they hired Luke Getze, like, part of it was, like, we like the man, but we also like the system. And at some point, if things work out well and Getze has to move on, well, we find another guy from the Shanahan tree who will come in here and do that job so he's not put in a position similar to Jay Cutler where he's doing a learning a new system every year. And we're going to bring in Mike Martz. The, we're not going to block a defender and trade our best player, Greg Olson offense. And, you know, it's going to be a lot of, you know, it's going to be something that's going to be able to be replicated. If you put Justin Fields in the 49ers offense, he's a pocket passer. He is, uh, you know, that's the one thing that I think people kind of overlook because he's so good at running the football. He's so fast that I think he would have given him an advantage. But listen, the draft picks were made. And everybody's there, and we've got our guy, and we're all – it's like uh, it's like West Side Story. We're all backing our guy, and it's fine. Watched wow. a little bit of that last night. It was on HBO. I'm like, oh, I've, I've never really watched it, but that's not the point. Um, really? That's, for mean, a moment. That's, that's, for yeah. a moment until I saw Natalie Wood doing a Spanish accent, and I'm like, I can't watch this. 72 um, hours before the NFL season starts, and Adam Ranks watching <laughs> West Side Story. I, I got it. You got it. I can't, I can't even talk because I've been all wrapped up in House of the Dragon and those things. You got to take a step away, Mark. Every once in a while, you got to take a step away. But Running Scared was on, which is a movie based in Chicago, so I was still sort of Chicago-centric. No, no, uh, no Shaw, Shawshank wasn't on for the 18th time uh, of the week. Like, I mean – Come on, that you can never pass right. that up on a on a on a holiday weekend. That's that's a full three hour commitment that I don't know yeah. that I'm ready to make at this point. But how about another question, Sammy? And appreciate everybody. By the way, if you are uh, watching on YouTube or Facebook, comment sick. If you're listening on audio, please leave a five star review and write sick. And go find Mark Willard's Pac-12 podcast as well because it's excellent. Adam, what's your prediction on what Bayless Jones' stats will be against the 49ers? I do think that because he missed so much time over the last couple of weeks, he's not going to have a full complement of plays. But I do believe that they're going to find a way to get him involved and kind of, you know, they'll have a couple of pop plays for him. And I think that he'll be very good on special teams. And I think he will make one wild play. But I don't think he's going to come out and have like seven receptions for 150 yards or anything like that. What do you, Carmen? Have you been out of practice? Have you seen Bayless this week? Um, not this week. But the thing is too with Bayless, like he already kind of had a limited route treat coming out of college, and so like there's kind of been this narrative around him that he could just be a gadget player. And while I don't think that that's his ceiling by any stretch of the right. imagination, I think that they're probably going to start him off as a guy that's just running those really quick, really like you know vertical routes using his speed getting him to the outside doing that kind of stuff um i could see him even coming out of the backfield given obviously they they like him as a returner so he can kind of shift he's a little shifty uh once he has the ball in his hands but uh, i'd see him being utilized especially with the time that he's missed as more of a gadget player rather than a regular contributor 
um, as like wide out wise. But that being said, I think that he could grow into something more. But I think the question was just about the first game. So I about the first game, yeah, yeah. Hey, Mark, I would, you I would were... think flashes. For sure, yeah. I don't think that it's going to be any sort of big volume play for him. Mark, you saw him a little bit at USC. Valus Jones, what did you make of that pick? I mean, obviously he went to Tennessee and kind of expanded upon his role. What did you think of Valus and, and that pick coming out of college? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little bit less familiar with USC than I was a few a few years ago. But, I mean, look, when you're, when you're looking at that side of the ball, there's, there's a pedigree there. Um, there's, I like, there's a real good pedigree coming out of there. I know that, you know, for instance, you look at the history of quarterbacks coming out of USC, um, that, that, that has, and I don't know if that's something we can really put too much stock into, but that, that has not worked out as well. But if you go to a lot of the other position groups, um, look, there's a, there's a tremendous pedigree coming out of there. And so you're going to often get, uh, guys who, even if, they're a little bit unsung at USC. They tend to be a, a, a turnkey. They, they like their guy. They can produce right away. The 49ers are handing part of their secondary over to a guy named Talanoa Talavo, Hufanga. Um, yeah. I might have messed that up. But Hufanga, I know because I remember when Joe Buck yelled it when he ran into the right. Lambeau Field end zone. Hufanga, he got a good voice crack in there. But you get guys that even like him who you didn't necessarily think, oh, this is someone we can give a big responsibility to early. And, and you can. You can because they're coming out of a system that, that I, you know, I've always believed in that, really readies them for the next level. So, I mean, there's, there's no reason that they can't get good production there very, very early on in that career. Yeah, it's always funny to me. We, I used to have a colleague that would always besmirch USC wide receivers, and I'm like, They've been good, like Curtis Conway, Keyshawn Johnson, more recently Robert Woods, Juju Smith-Schuster. They're fine, and I think that in going to Tennessee also helps them out. Maybe not first week. There's there's been some, you know, and I mean, you go back to Keyshawn and whatnot, like there have been some guys, the Mike Williams experience when he tried to sue the NFL years ago and all that. So I, I, I get that. You know that that it it's never always going to be perfect, but I mean, you just named a bunch of the guys, and uh, and and you know, you look at St. Brown now, and I, I mean, I just I I think you're going to start seeing some pretty consistent production out of that position coming out of USC. So look, I think it's exciting. You know, like that. You guys tell me. I mean, that role next to Mooney is 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 what? Like, I think the 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 public outside of Chicago. Most of them couldn't even name another receiver on, yeah. on the Bears. So yeah, what, that's what fair. Is, what is yeah? Fair. What's the pecking order there? And how do you how do? You, and by the way, what's Dante? My 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 nation Your wants guy, to know what Dante, Dante Pettis, Pettis. 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 Yeah, I yeah. I just talked about him actually on CHGO on the CHGO podcast earlier today because. I mean, that's kind of a sleeper, I think, for a lot of people. He showed really good things in the in the preseason, and then there was that catch against the Browns where he, you know, falling out of bounds, like had the wherewithal to get both feet down, and he's like, his body control looked awesome. And so yeah. you're kind of like, oh, and it, and honestly, that catch too, I feel like kind of made him or got him that roster spot over Daz Newsome, who was someone that like <laughs> was utilized on returns and all that other stuff. Like, I think he really differentiated himself um in that game and but as far as wide receiver too i mean adam like you know like it's is it yeah there's you know i think honestly without being cheeky about it it's going to be cole Komet. 
is their number two pass yeah. catcher. Right. And I think, and that's fine. You know, I think, um, and you know, we've kind of wanted every tight end that we've drafted over the last couple of years to be the next George Kittle. And honestly, that's going to be a little impossible because we're talking about one of the best players like in the game, like yeah. not as a tight end, but like in the game. And you know what? We missed, yeah. we missed on an Iowa kid to take Adam Shaheen in the second round. And we weren't the only ones. The, the Broncos drafted Jake Butt one pick before George Kittle. You should have to live with that more than we do because we, we whiffed hard at least. We went down to the second round. Speaking of uh, draft picks, Mark Willard, I just looked right now. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. I have a draft at the top of the hour. Just got the order. We didn't do the order ahead of time. Let me guess. 1.2. Are we going going double J? Justin Jefferson? I'm I'm, I'm pot pot committed. I'll have you know again, my sons, who they believe they're the experts in this house, they think that you and I are like they're ready. They are ready and primed for us to be wrong. Who do they think? Who do they think? well, I think my older one already had a 1.2 earlier this this month, and he went McCaffrey. Yeah. He went McCaffrey. So part of this is he just wants to be right. He wants to be He wants he McCaffrey does. to have a healthy season. There's no and, level uh, of nuance that we exactly. could bring to him. I just feel like I, I feel like zagging when others zig. I yep. want to zag, and, uh, and, and, and you told me uh, – in, in fact, the first time I asked you the question, you said McCaffrey, but I just – I didn't know, know. Like I didn't know you I, were there with me with Justin Jefferson. Like I, I don't. I don't want to make somebody do something that they don't want to do. Like no, if you've never had sushi it. before, then I'm not going to take you to a sushi restaurant. But if you're like, I'm willing to try sushi. I'm like, oh, I got the place over no. here. Let's right. go. Let's go to Sea Salt. We'll go order it up. I know what the order. I got the menu memorized. You're also you're giving that, me a chance. You're giving me a chance to right a personal wrong. You are speaking to someone right now who had the wherewithal two seasons ago to make Justin Jefferson a 13th round draft pick only to give up three weeks into the season and, and, and let him go and use the roster spot for somebody else. No, no, no. This was not your, this was not your suggestion. I did this in a league. I moved on from Jefferson. They weren't using him in the first month of the season. And and I I have to wear that. I I, I missed the playoffs. I watched one of my, my high school friends, Use Jefferson to go on into the playoffs late in the season because he turned into a 1,200-yard receiver who yeah. I dropped in week four like a moron. So we're going to go make it right this year, Adam. All right. We're going to make it right this year. So right. unless he goes unless he goes 1.01, which is possible, well, uh, then, we'll be taking, we'll be taking Justin Jefferson. I'll Jonathan Taylor, and I'll send you a text, okay. and we'll move on. We'll do that. All right, let's go to another question, though. I hope – listen, I know that people are sending fantasy questions, too. We can we can we can do that on another podcast. Uh, why do Kyle Shanahan offenses take time to get going? Do you think that will be a factor for this week? Yeah, is a good question, and yes, I do. Um, because the reason they take time to get going is because they're very complicated. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, when he was a, a rookie three years ago, spoke on this and stated like it is very very hard when you're a wide receiver uh, and obviously a quarterback. Uh, to really get a full grasp of the Kyle Shanahan system. It is it is intricate in ways that most of us football fans, we don't sit down with beer and nachos and, and understand, you know, the run game and how it's different. Like we think you turn around and hand the ball off and you run. And that's, yeah. that's what they're doing. And like this is the Shanahan label, right? Him and his dad and the way they run the ball. And, 
And it is one of, if you listen to NFL people, Adam, I know you, you guys know this. Everyone will tell you, like, this is the guy, man. Like, these, this play calling is as advanced as it gets. But because of that, when you're a young player in this system, it's, it can be really, really hard to pick up. And he's really hard on receivers and quarterbacks, uh, especially. He's really hard on them. And so when you have youth at those positions, you're not going to get that sort of turnkey approach. And, and, and so why is that a factor this weekend? Because Trey Lance is making his third start. He's making his third start, and, and, and he does not appear to be somebody who's ready to go kind of take over the league right away. So, um, yeah, like this is, this is the Bears' chance this weekend. You know, I do think – I think Trey Lance will be a different player in the second half of the year than he is in the first. Let's put it that way. And so if you want to get him and you want to get the 49ers, you know, early is the time. Well, and I mean, there's a lot of tweaks from my understanding of of his offense and, and the way that Shanahan operates and all of his little disciples do, too, is you tweak it every offseason and you kind yeah. of tailor it a little bit more to the guys, that, especially your quarterback, totally. you have under center, you have something different in Trey Lance than you did in Jimmy Garoppolo, so you can do different things. And that takes time to get adjusted to. And it's, it's great because I think that that's for longevity. That's great. And that's what's going to come on later in the season, like you just said. But I mean, yeah, I, I think that that's actually a really big advantage for the Bears is that they're getting this before everyone's super set on what they're even doing. I mean, are we all giving an accurate portrayal of the amount of pressure that is on Trey Lance on Sunday, September? I think 11th? so. Like, yeah. check out, like, check out what's going on, right? You're being given the job with a Super Bowl-ready roster, two out of the last three NFC Championship games, pat on the back, go get him, buddy, you can do it. Oh, by the way, your backup is 10,000 pounds, and your counterpart on the, other on the other team is the guy some people thought they should have taken over you. <laughs> so if you lose sports radio and everything around it, the next morning is we drafted the wrong guy, and we need to switch back to our other quarterback. This game has all the makings of a disaster for Trey Lance <laughs> if he doesn't win it. Yeah, there's there's a human being factor of like, this is yeah. not fair. And it really is. I mean, it, it is one of those situations, especially like he didn't play a lot of college football. He's not coming from a power five conference. Like he probably would have really benefited. Like if the 49ers could probably go back in time and been like, let's just run Jimmy back when we I know they had the injury concern and it, we didn't really know what was going to be available to you. But you're like, God, like when Jimmy's able to play, like there are a few guys who have been as successful as him. And he's gone out there. He's taken this team to the NFC championship game repeatedly. I thought being in that building, you know, last year that they were going to win that game. Still thought, you know, even at the end, like, yes. oh, they'll find a way to win. It's the 49ers. It's the Rams. Of course it will be. And, you know, it wouldn't, and nobody would have probably even thought twice. And, you know, and honestly, Jimmy's had trouble staying on the field. So why not just bring him back? Trey Lance is going to play at some point because, you know, that's just the way that the history has gone. So I just, again, for a human being, I want, I want Trey Lance to be successful, just not in week one. Yeah, just not in week one. I want, I want all this to come. I want this to be a house of cards that all comes down just in week yeah. one. If I, here's the thing. Oh, sorry, Carmen. I was just say, if I had to predict, though, if I had to predict, Trey Lance is not actually week one going to be, quote, unquote, that successful, but the 49ers would probably still win. Like that, I, if I had to guess, 
you got a kind of a grind it game. They're going to run the ball a lot. And all they're going to do is be like, Trey, don't, don't, don't mess this up. Don't throw two yeah. picks. And if you don't throw two picks, the defense is going to be able to do some things. It's not going to be that pretty. They're not going to score 37 points. But that's probably the way I would guess this one's going to go. I just wanted to imagine a world, though, not for the Bears, but just in general for the human aspect of Trey Lance. So, like, what if he does, though? What if he goes out there and he's oh. like, he just responds to all of this pressure and throws four touchdowns, like 350 yards, four touchdowns, just like completely shuts everyone up. Like that, I mean, like I said, it's not going to be good for the Bears. You but know, what, it's, it's the, funny the, because the well, of, there's that dog that he's got that dog in him memes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. Well, I'm also thinking of the like how much we hate the Packers side of it. Like, what if what if Trey Lance was really good, and the Packers would be like, well, you might as well just trade Aaron Rodgers because you're never going to win. You couldn't beat this team anyways. Like Robbie Gold beat you last year. Now, if you have a quarterback that can go out there and deal. So there is a duality of that. So, but I would rather have the Bears be good, selfishly. I mean, selfishly, yeah. you're. I mean, from your from your lips to 49ers God's ears, you know, with with what? Because if it's that, now you're talking. You know, now you're talking about somebody who's in the best sort of like organizational structure and situation you could possibly imagine. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if it's gotten to you, but there is sort of a nickname in waiting out here. They want to change Bay area to Trey area. Why? But they can't, you can't quite go all in yet. Cause they're like, so what, but what if he's a bust? Yeah. Then like, then now we look like idiots, but there are already, you know, posters and t-shirts and everything. Yeah. And that he's already written the song. I can tell you that much. It, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah that moniker will go crazy. Cause again, Monday morning, September 12th, is going to be completely out of control no matter what happens. And it's either going to be that. It's either going to be Trey is the best thing that's ever happened to the world, or it's going to be we should have drafted Justin Fields. Let's go back to Garoppolo. I love that part. I, that's the one I'm hoping for. You, so that one. you know, I don't, yeah, think I, I, don't, I don't think it's bad for your radio show either. I think you'll get a lot of callers. I'll come in and start crowing a little bit, and then I'll come in there, John, like I'm Max Muncy. Listen, never do that. Never. Don't do that. Do that. Don't never do that. go full Muncie. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard John Miller, the Giants uh, Hall of Fame broadcaster? Have you ever heard him do Max Muncie, but in the Beastie Boys Brass Monkey? Have you no. ever heard him do the song? It, it's the best thing ever, and you should go find it, and you're welcome. So I will that. find it. Yeah, Max Muncie, that funky Muncie. Uh, go check it out uh, <laughs> since you brought him up. Since um, I brought it up. All right. Yeah. What about a uh, – Bringing up another question, uh, I know I know there's been a lot of them. For Willard, with the Packers losing Adams, the Vikings under a new coach, and the Lions being the Lions, what is the view of the NFC North from outside of the division? Gosh, I, I like I I have to tiptoe into this one because yeah. the the sick podcast is not going to like what okay. I believe the outside perception is and. I'll just say before I really it. drop the hammer, I'll say that, again, I don't think that this is based in much reality, but the perception is that the Bears are going to finish in fourth anyway. And, yeah. and, and, and here's why. Um, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. We watched Brady make names out of receivers for years, so why wouldn't Rodgers even without Devontae? 
I think the Vikings, you and I sort of from a fantasy perspective, we already talked, you got a new play caller there. Yeah. I think the Vikings actually are a pretty interesting team this year. The Lions might not be, but for the moment we think they are because we watched them on hard knocks and Dan Campbell is screaming and kneecaps and two toes and I don't know what the hell's going on with the body parts there, but we're all inspired for the moment. And so we feel like the Lions might, I don't know, go seven and ten, might go eight and nine. And the Bears, I just think we're all sitting there going, what is it we're supposed to sink our teeth into? I don't think anybody knows. So you know, Justin Fields is a name, but we're like, okay, we didn't really see a whole lot yet. The skill position players are not overly exciting. They don't get the fantasy crew going. And so you're, we're kind of sitting here going like, maybe they will be solid, but we there's, there's nothing for us as, as NFL fans at large to know yet that the Bears do. Like, what's their identity, you know? Yeah. Well, they haven't – yeah, that's the thing, and that's with a new coach. I think a lot of us – and everybody who's watching are Bears fans. So we know, like, we're going back to the old school, playing good defense, solid special teams. We want to run the football. The only difference is, and this has been a difference that we haven't had in the longest time, is that the quarterback appears to be pretty solid. I'm curious. I'll jump the gun and just ask this question. During the preseason, especially week three against Seattle, no, against Cleveland. Well, both weeks. It doesn't matter. Justin Fields has looked great. And we walk off and like, again, like we, we didn't grow up rooting for Joe Montana and Steve Young. So when we see our quarterback crushing it during preseason, we want to feel pretty good about ourselves. Conversely, the 49ers, Trey Lance did not look good. What, what, what do we make of it? Like, what do we, like, how are we supposed to feel about this? I, yeah. I, I, I mean, well, you, you, look- you know, you know, the preseason, if you look good, it matters. And if you don't, you're like, it's just the preseason. That's the, that's the nature of being a football fan. And Trey, by the way, didn't look terrible by any stretch. There was a couple of just, you know, whatever, wobbly moments. He did have that long pass against the Packers. He actually burst onto his first game and and nailed it right away. So he was like, okay. But that's the nature of preseason. But here's the other thing, and this is, I think, really good for, for Bears fans. Like, some sort of non-established quarterback or two or three is going to make the playoffs this year in the NFC. Because how many great quarterbacks are there? There's Aaron. There's Tom. I guess you could give it to Stafford, maybe to Dak. But the other players we're talking about going to the playoffs are Trey Lance and Kyler Murray and and Jalen Hurts and Jameis Winston and right Baker Mayfield. Some people think. Oh yeah. You know. So why not? Right. Why not Justin Fields? Like, sure. Some there's seven teams going. And we don't have enough on the boat, so somebody's got to get on. Whether they deserve it or not. Okay, yep. uh, let's do another question, and then uh, we'll go to predictions. So Sam, again, it's a good one. One well-known Bear reporter drafted Lance as his starting quarterback. Should we bench him against the Bears or act? Okay, listen, or actively cheer for him? age-old fantasy question. Okay, listen, so now I don't feel bad about delving into some fantasy <laughs> questions. We were talking about Justin Fields, or excuse me, Justin Jefferson as well. I, I'm of the mind, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start Trey Lance because a lot of what you said, there's a lot of unknown with him. The Bears' defense could be pretty good. Matt Eberflus last year designed a pretty good game plan against this 49ers team when he was the defensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. So for me, with so many options out there, I bet Trevor Lawrence wasn't drafted in your league. I would go and pick him up against the Commanders. The last four games, 
the Doug Peterson has coached against the Commanders, that franchise. His teams, his Eagles team, scored over 30 points in those games. Carson Wentz was pretty good in a couple of those. Jalen Hurts was pulled in one of them in that weird game where they put in Nate Sudfeld at the end. So I feel pretty good about Trevor Lawrence that I would probably go. But Mark, listen, you're a fantasy guy. What are we doing? Are you starting Trey Lance this week? I, I got I got a, uh, a hot take that I need all you Bears Nation to just, just keep this to yourselves and don't let it get back to my listenership. You're safe. Well. You're in a safe spot here. <laughs> I don't think the 49ers are going to be a good fantasy team this year. There you I, go. I, I'm, I'm kind of down on all of their players when you match it up with where they're being drafted. And the reason for that is, A, I think they're going to be very conservative early on. They've got a 22-year-old quarterback. So that sort of takes him out of play, but it also limits Debo and Ayuk. And then other than that, it also – it's an offense that's spread out, like Eli Mitchell in the backfield. But we know Shanahan. Like, they're going to use a lot of different running backs. Like, all four guys will probably get four or five starts this year <laughs> um, is, is the way this will play out. And, uh, and Debo's numbers are down, bound to come down a little bit. And, and, and Kittle, I feel like the last couple of years has become less reliable as a fantasy guy. And so if the team as a whole is saying, look, we got a young quarterback, we got to ease our way into this. Like, I, I, I think that there will be games where guys are good, but if you're relying yeah. on it week in and week out, you're going to get Patriots frustrated and fantasy yeah. players. You know what I mean by that? Totally. Yeah. 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 Where there's, yeah. You got to really sink your teeth into who you're going to be able to start each week, week in and week out. I got no players. In the By the way, I'm just, I just selected Justin Jefferson. So we're simpatico. We're in this together, whether yes. Justin Jefferson, if it works yes. out, it works out. If he's this year's Cooper cup, which by all indications, given the coaching staff, given the regime, given a, a journeyman NFC North quarterback, <laughs> I think it's fair to say. About that. I, All right. By the way, what's our what's our over under on? We're happy with that. Fifteen hundred yards. Yeah, I, I think that fifteen hundred yards, right. eight plus touchdowns. If he's a top five fantasy wide receiver, and you're picking him in the first round, that's fine because we'll find guys on the waiver wire. You know me. I'm going to yep. find us guys yep. to start that we're not even thinking about right now. But uh, sorry, Carmen, we did the the fantasy but talk I, comes in. I can't I avoid have, it. No, I have one more draft to do actually tomorrow. So this is all very good for me. But I uh, okay. I did and I I picked second to last in both of the leagues I'm in. Oh man. So um yeah, just that, I'm hoping for good. this third one is like third times the charm. That's but a rough. I did go. get tomorrow chase yesterday. So there you I, go. Was, I was you know I was fine with that. Uh, picking ninth. Receivers are hot. People are right. people are loving taking receivers earlier. Well, let's pick the game. All right, Mark Willard. I think we know which way you're going. You've kind of given, uh, you've kind of shown your hand. Why don't you go ahead and give us a prediction of what's going to happen in this game? Yeah, I, I think it's just a little bit of a grinder, but I, I, I actually think the Bears, the, the real reason the Niners are winning is that the Bears are going to have a hard time getting into the end zone. I think it's going to be a field goal day for the Bears. So I'm going to go 24 to 16, 49ers. Very fair. Very, very, very fair. And I've already tipped my hand. Uh, everybody knows that I'm picking the Chicago Bears. I don't remember the score that I put up on that graphic earlier. Whatever that whatever that was, what I came up with two weeks ago is what I'll stand on. Uh, what did I say? Probably 24 to 20. 24 to 20. Not bad. So 
So there's uh, eight field goals. There you go. That's okay. Cairo Santos <laughs> kicks eight field goals, but it's still effective and it still gets the win done. I think that they'll do it. So it, it was obvious which way we were going to go. I'm going to put Carmen. Can Car- Can you pick the game now? Now with you're with Fox Sports. I mean, from an objective point of view, I can for sure. Yeah, I'm not. Be objective. You're not going to hurt anybody's feelings. If you're you're this in demand, if you're this in demand, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yes. Yeah. Of course. The answer. (laughs) Whatever. That's true, though. Um, I'm. I well, and I'm, but I'm ludicrously bad at predictions. Um, I, but I, I want to go like twenty four seventeen. Fair. Okay. Yeah. There it is. I she love did. when you come up with the score before the team. You're just yeah. like, yeah. 24 17. And then, yeah. Like, what if I, her, well, I, what I if had bears in my head when I had that score in my head? Okay. I just All didn't. Right. I was a little hesitant to say it because, like, yeah. it's just, unless I want to, you know, either that or it's going to be something stupid like 16 to 13. I thought about that or something like that. You know I mean? Something probably, it probably way more low, low scoring yeah. uh, than we would imagine. But, you know, I think it'll be a good contest. I think the Bears are ready for it. Last year, this game was very close. Ultimately, it was decided, in my estimation, because of the defense. And, of course, that's one of the things that the Bears addressed during the offseason. So we're hopeful. And listen, Mark, we're going against the – like an NFC championship caliber yeah, but, team, like one of the but, best but, teams in the league that so we can't beat. But, but who knows? Who knows? Is Tom Brady older than Justin Fields and Trey Lance combined? <laughs> Maybe. Because, um, like, you're pretty close. Like, like, I think he is. I think he yeah, is. That's not a, so yeah. so let's not act like we know what's so. going to happen. They got a couple of pups going out there to play quarterback. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I think, I kind of think it's going to be a sloppy game. Yeah, of course. It's week one, three preseason week one, games. Young quarterbacks, new like I, new staff in Chicago. I don't know. I heard rain. Is it is it going to rain? I heard rain. Oh, that yeah. I don't know. You never know. It's the Midwest. It's September. Like it could well, rain, and like, it'll yeah, it'll threaten rain well, all day, and then just never come. So why do why do we even look at weather reports five days in advance? It's going to change. It like make any sense? Right. The the insanity definition. Doing the same thing over and over. We do it. I I do it. I'm coming to Chicago. I look at the weather report as if that means anything, but I do it. It's just a stupid habit. Yeah, I know. You'll be going. You'll be going to Dick's Sporting Goods to uh, to get a jacket at some point. <laughs> Um, yeah, just bring nice. a rain jacket just in case. There's bring a rain jacket. That's the biggest Midwestern thing is just in case. I live in California. I don't have a jacket. We don't have oh, a stop. You have a rain jacket? You got a, you got a hoodie in the bear. hoodie that Adam's wearing, that's called our winter clothing. Like that's what I don't. That is a winter like, coat. Yeah, that's very much. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't, I'm not prepared for this. Understood. Yeah. Well, listen, Mark, thank you very much. It's always a delightful to spend some time with you. Sorry that we don't have theme music for you. But we do appreciate you coming on. It's always a blast. Follow him at Mark underscore T underscore Willard. 95.7 the game in San Francisco. You and Dibs do a great job. Love being a part of your your radio broadcast. I go on there often. We talk about fantasy and all sorts of stuff. Thank you so much for being a friend, and thank you so much for being on with us. Adam and Carmen, thank you for letting me invade your space and be your first ever rival. And I have no doubt that it will only get better from here in this segment. So that's good. Well, well, hopefully we can do this again during the playoffs. Fingers crossed. But thank you very much. And there he goes, the great Mark Willard. And again, make sure you follow him. He's a great follow on Twitter. Carmen, 
Uh, I wanted to congr- I wanted to take a moment to congratulate you on all of your uh, hard work getting to do the Fox Sports stuff, the CHGO. We are super proud of you. We're very happy that you're part of our family and part of the Chicago Bears family. So good luck to you. Oh, you're still with us. Like, don't we're not here. Not leaving. You're still with us. Yeah, I'm right. I'm I'm on this train. You can't take me off of. (laughs) You've got a thousand jobs. We're one of them. We're very happy. You know, like when they do your behind the music, will be like that one part of like, oh, and then she was on the sick podcast before she went on to star, Uh, and that's fine. That's. That's That's all I, can I get so many comments on Twitter like, oh, I saw you on Rank's podcast. Oh, really? like it's all about your podcast. So I like I really well, Pat Donovan. comments about that. Yeah. On CHGO today. Pat Donovan in Tampa was like, I can't believe you got Carmen. I'm like, I know she's awesome. But uh, <laughs> oh but in any event, Carmen, thank you so much. Make, for, make sure you're following her on Twitter. And uh, you know what? I got to make a fantasy pick. So, uh, Carmen, let's Do just it. say goodbye. Bear down and uh, see you Thursday. We'll have another great show. Sammy. Go ahead and play us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.